Hello there. Welcome to the Body and Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Gundi Rhodes. This Body and Soul podcast is dedicated to hope. A hope for healthy humans and a truly healthy planet. Have faith. It is possible. Right now, there are a lot of challenges facing the Earth and its inhabitants. These episodes are designed to help you save yourself and the planet from your kitchen table with me. Hello, this is the first inaugural podcast of Body and Soil. I'm so excited to be here. I wanted to do this for a long time. I've got so much to say, so much to teach, and so much to make you aware of. Um, I'm very, very excited and very excited that you're listening to it. The name of this podcast is called Body and Soil. Save yourself and the planet one bite at a time. Another title that it could be would be Conversations from the Kitchen Table. So I'm in my kitchen, which is in uh, Australia, in rural New South Wales, in a little town called Inverell, where I am a veterinarian. So the first thing I want to do is actually apologize for my accent because I'm um, originally from, from Germany and Uh, I, I never got rid of my accent, you know, I've been here for years. So apologies, I try to speak slow and uh, clear. I tend to get excited uh, over what I'm talking about. So um, I, I will promise that I will slow down and make it understandable. Um, so uh, who am I? I am a veterinarian and a mother. Uh, I've got three children that are from teenagers to early adults, you know, 14 to 21. And I, um, I moved here to Australia because of love, as one does, and I ended up on a cattle property. So I am a veterinarian and a practicing one. I've been a vet for 30 years, would you believe, this year. Um, I studied in Hanover in Germany and... Uh, became a vet, spent a few years in England learning the ropes and then came over to Australia uh, and left, you know, left Europe, came over to Australia and ended up on a cattle property uh, of my then husband. And that is where I learned cattle farming and what it means to be a farmer, what it means to be in Australia. Um, certainly how beef in this country is grown. Um, And through some circumstances, I ended up running it for a while, um, for about 12 years. And I, I will not even pretend that I'm a good farmer or that I uh, was good at managing my property uh, because I was very busy being a mother and a practicing veterinarian with my own clinic. So that is not my claim to fame. But my claim to fame maybe could be or is that I know a lot about medicine, about animals, about nature, and about farming as such, and mainly the connection between farming and health. Um, through the years, I've converted the property that I was living on, which is called Gowrie, uh, to organic. And during that process, I learned the connections between the soil And what is happening in the soil? And I had no idea. And you probably don't have any idea either. 
um, and what it has to do with the food that we eat. And then I discovered over the year what it actually has to do with our health. So what do I want to do with this podcast? And who am I talking to? And why am I doing it? And what do I want to teach you? And who do I think uh, should listen? And who should you give this podcast um, channel to? And why? You know, why am I doing it? I could just not do it and go out and, and enjoy myself and not do a podcast. But there is this human thing in us that once we know something, and we think it's important. We want other people to know this too. So this podcast is for everybody that eats. That's everybody. Everybody has to eat at least three times a day. Maybe twice, maybe four times, but we all have to eat. And without eat, eating and drinking, we, as you know, we simply can't live. Um, who in particular will this be for? This will be in particular for young women and why for young women, I will tell you later. It is for anybody that has been touched by illness, which probably is everybody. It's for everybody that's frustrated with the medical system nowadays in just treating the symptoms. It is for anybody that suffers from Oh, the big ones, you know, allergies, asthma, cancer, um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, depression, anxiety, um, brain fog, bloating, itchy skin, irritability, nervousness, endometriosis, um, polycystic ovaries, infertility, autism, the list is endless and all of these diseases have in common that they're actually pretty new. Um, so this podcast wants to increase awareness. What's actually, why do these diseases suddenly have such a, a big impact? Why don't we have a cure? Uh, why are they there in the first place and what has changed in the last 30 years? So I'm in my mid fifties and when I went to school, there was one uh, kid with asthma in our class, you know, one child that had an asthma puffer and he was nearly the weirdo, you know, like we, we just didn't do that. There were no consent forms from any parent that had to be signed. No question that, uh, what is your, you know, what allergies do you suffer from? And uh, what medication is your child on? It just did not happen. Um, we didn't have, um, we didn't have autism. I remember in the mid 80s when I was a student, uh, the movie Rain Man come out with Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise as a couple of brothers. And Tom Cruise was the normal guy and Dustin Hoffman was an autistic man. And that movie had such an impact on the whole of society because we were just all fascinated what this thing is, you know, what, what is autism? We've never heard about it before. 
And now in this little town, complete rough guess, it is one in 40 or one in 50 children. And they are only the one that have autism, you know, on the spectrum with Asperger's or ADHD, you know, it is so, so many. So there is a wave of it. Um, so I wonder why, you know, I started to really look at health and disease in a strange way. So let me tell you the story of my, one of my nurses in my clinic. So she's in her very early 20s. And she's a terrific nurse, hardworking, turns up every day. Um, she suffers from what I think most young women suffer from. And in her own words, they do. So what does she have? She has got really heavy bleeding. She has got possibly endometriosis. Um, on asking her what her mental state is like. And you wouldn't know if you if you don't talk about it, you know? And she says, I have brain fog. I am so tired. I don't have the energy, you know, before I get out of bed, I really have to push myself. Um, and a certain level of frustration. So I asked her, what did the doctors do? And they said, oh, well, they, they maybe put me on the pill and then they take me off the pill. And she has had trouble for years and she's only 20 you know, 20 years old with all these problems. And it's not that when I was young, we didn't have, um, we didn't have period pain, but this is going now beyond anything, you know, and so many young women, it's, it seems to be a wave of endometriosis and polycystic ovaries. We know statistically that one in four women nowadays is infertile and one in three men is infertile. Um, so that is striking. And I asked her then, and, you know, tell me climate change, you know, like the, the state of the world, coronavirus, the melting ice caps, you hear about this? And she said, yeah, sure. You know, and um, said, does it scare you? Does it freak you out? And she answered, do you know what? When I was at school, I could not sleep. Um, I was terrified. I don't want to have children because I don't know what world I'm bringing them into. Now that is so sad, you know, that young people nowadays think our world is so damaged and so broken, you know, that I won't have children anymore. And when you look at it, there's been a lot of broken worlds. We had wars, you know, we had um, famines and yeah, world wars. The world has never been that great. You know, it's never been um, heaven on earth for a long, long time. And there's a hell of a lot of us. But what's happening nowadays is existential. And I think it's a real existential and probably justified fear um, because ecosystems are collapsing. So this um, podcast of mine <clears throat> wants to a show the problems for sure you know like and every one of your listeners probably have one or more of these problems I could imagine that you have asthma migraines uh, woman hormone problems mental challenges with anxiety um, that you have got members of your family that have got cancer uh, that you have got maybe older members of your family that are going down with dementia. 
And that is what, what's happening. The statistics of our health problems nowadays. Oh, and not to forget obesity and diabetes and um, lymphoma, brain cancer in young children and the autism wave, mental health wave, you know, like, and I've, I've done medicine for 30 years plus six years at uni. So 36 years I have, I have had my head in this space and I work with animals, you know, admittedly every day, but the clients come through with their problems as well. And as a, as a country veterinarian, you know, it's only a little town. You talk to people and you get, you know, you get the family histories of, um, of disease as well. So the dots started to connect for me. And before I continue any further, you know, I just want to tell you not to despair, but to listen. And there is so much hope out there that we can turn a climate change around and ecosystems destructions and you can turn your own health around and that of your family. So you're not a victim of, oh yeah, you know, like I'm going to get cancer. I'm going to be one of two. And, um, and I can tell you, you will be one of two. You know, like if, if you don't change your diet, um, your chance of giving birth to an autistic child will be one in three. In about nine years time, those trajectories are probably true. We went from one in 5,000 to one in 48 rising and in a few years predicted one in three, which then is a complete collapse of society, you know, but if you're a young woman, um, it's hard enough. I'm a mother, you know, I, it's hard enough being a parent and it is super hard. You know, if you have a child that is born, you know, with autism, um, so I want to show you in this podcast how all of these things are actually connected. Um, I want to show you that there's so much hope that you can change your life really easy. You know, it's not complicated. It's really, it's like one decision and one, uh, one choice, you know, of changing what you buy and therein lies your power. And I want to show you how, A, you turn your life around, but I also want you to show you that with that choice, you can help turn the planet around. It's just got to be a lot of us. You know, it's, it can't just be me alone. It has to be we as the consumers. Yeah. So the answer how to do that is actually quite simple. And I'll, I'll tell you now, you know, the answer is to buy organic food now what do i mean with organic because that's whenever i say that you know people say oh they say one of two things one is oh organic is actually not organic and i say well that's not actually quite true and the other is does it really make a difference and i say yes it does and the perception is oh it's actually not that much better but then even when people do think it is better then I notice that most people know that it's better for them, but, and that's great. You know, it's, life is always about us. You know, we are in, a, we're in our own body, we're in our mind, you know, our own soul, you know, us and our families and our children, extended family and friends. And then that might be as far as our compassion maybe go. Yeah. But 
with you choosing organic food, you know, you are also absolutely saving the planet. And I will not explain this now in this podcast. I will do another one. I will do heaps of them because there's so much to know and I want you to know these things because it's important. Um, so, but by the choice of eating organic, you actually help save the planet. Organic means no poisons, no pesticides, um, little farms, mixed farms, and it's the poisons, the pesticides, you know, that I will talk a lot about. So one choice of eating organic, you will give your body a break. You will eat more like we always have eaten in the last three billion years, you know, since life began. And you will also save the planet. Um, as I say, one, one bite at a time. We just have to do it. Now, um, the problems that I want to solve for you is one for your own body. I can, uh, with all my experience as a veterinarian, I can tell you that 90% of health is due to what you eat. You are what you eat in a nutshell. So all these problems that you might, might have, like bloating, uh, tiredness, uh, brain fog, um, being confused, being anxious, being irritable, being cranky, um, having woman problems, hormone problems, mental problems, uh, irritable bowel disease, allergies, depression, and then the weird ones, the neurodegenerative diseases like um, Alzheimer's, MS, Parkinson's, uh, and then and then the cancers, you know, and I think nowadays everybody is scared of cancer. Everybody's got cancer in their family. Um, my story started like that, that my mother had cancer when I was just 21. And she changed her diet and I started learning about food and the connection to health. So that's one thing that I want to do for you. You know, I, it's nearly, you know, like eating natural food is nearly like a panacea for all of these. I'm not going to tell you to go and eat a, um, a whatever diet, eat only celery or eat only cabbage or eat only broccoli or um, be a vegetarian or a vegan. You know, like I look at food like it has been, in, um, like we always have done you know, for millions of years. So I want to go back probably 50,000 years or 60, 70, 100, or even a million years, you know, and to see what, what was our natural diet, our bodies, our pathways in our bodies would have adapted 100% to that, you know, and we can't just suddenly come in the last 100 years and smother it with 10 million chemicals, you know, and think that our bodies can cope. They're not, you know, so I'm not going to be vegetarian, vegan, keto, I would say, okay, you know, start with natural ingredients, the number one, before everything else. You know, it doesn't even really matter what you eat. You know, eat, eat variety, but make one choice. Buy unprocessed, organic food, and your body will heal itself. I see it in the clinic every day, how the body heals itself. You know, I've been a vet for 30 years and I've hardly ever had a break. And 
So 10, 12 hours a day, I am, I'm healing or I'm fixing, but I am actually not fixing and I'm not healing. The body does its own thing. A doctor has never healed anything. We, um, we help the body for sure. And we've got lots of ways to do that. Yeah. If I have to fix a broken leg, I'm not fixing it, but I put the two bones, you know, back together. So I align them, I put a plate on, I put screws through, and then I tell the owner to keep the dog really quiet. The healing is done by the dog, you know, by the, by the body itself. And the dog doesn't even have to think about it. You know, it just happens naturally. Uh, if you cut yourself, you know, on your arm, uh, your skin will heal itself. Where we do help is if there is an overwhelming infection, we will give antibiotics carefully, you know, but we'll, we have sometimes no choice, you know, then to, to do what we can do. We can give anti-inflammatories, we can suppress an allergy by giving it one of several drugs um, and suppress the symptoms of an allergy. But essentially, the body's health is intrinsic. It, the whole body heals itself every day. You know, like within a very short time, your whole body has renewed itself. You know, your cells have come and gone, you know, cancer cells would have been there and, um, and destroyed again. You know, so health is, as you can say, default or it's intrinsic. You know, you just have to give it a chance. And this is what my podcast wants to show you, how broken the system, the food system is and how easy it is to change and how powerful it is just to eat natural foods again. Um, so that is one thing that I want to solve, you know, like solve your problems and you will nearly find that most of your things will actually go away. Your lactose intolerance, your gluten intolerance. I will, I will actually explain to you what's actually happening in your body, what has happened to the food that you're eating and how you can simply, really simply, you know, change yourself. So I'm in my kitchen and in the back behind me, you can actually see a little wooden machine. I will tell you about that, you know, and that's my flower maker. And on the left here, I've got my little old grinder. And then you might see my organic coconut oil and my organic olive oil in the back. And my containers of nuts and sultanas and, and everything is organic in my household. Um, so I live what I preach and um, luckily, you know, that, that has worked for me and my family for a long time. Now, so the one thing with this podcast is claim and take control of your health and you know you will lose as much weight as you want to lose weight you know you will feel pumped and energized clear in your head um and i will teach you how to do that and what to buy and i'll go through my kitchen with you and i'll show you so it's nothing special you know you don't have to be i'm not a good cook you know i'm the master of burning stuff ask my children you know but it's the ingredients that you use and the good ingredients that they make the food beautiful and tasty and healthy anyway.
So that'll be easy. And the second aim of my podcast is to actually give you power over the demise of the planet again. So when I talked to my young nurse this morning, um, you know, I was doing, you know, teeth cleaner at a dental, pulling some teeth out of this cat. And um, so you always have a lot of time to talk. And I said to her, look, you know, like, are you worried about climate change? Does this really interest you? You know, like you young people, are you worried? You know, like I'm freaked out. Um, sorts of discussion, is climate change real? Well, whatever the reason for climate change is, I believe it is man-made, but we won't go into this now. Um, but it's much more than just the fossil fuels. We are actually raping and pillaging everything. Yeah, the reefs are dying. We had last summer, we had massive, massive, like, I don't know, a million fish die in the, and the big fish dying in the rivers. Then we had the bushfires, which were astronomical. I will never forget them. And um, you probably will never forget them either. You know, that the whole of the East Coast of Australia was burning. The, the fires went down to the beach. And I'll never forget this picture of children uh, on the beach in Port Macquarie um, looking in um, just a wall of fire. Yeah, unbelievable. Or down south, you know, how children literally with their parents swam out and were hiding in the water, in the ocean, behind boats because the fire was so strong. Yeah. So there might be a lot of reasons, you know, but Jesus, it was like an inferno. And it was at the end of, um, we didn't know that, that it was the end of the longest and most severe drought, which I lived through with my community here. And I will tell you about that later again, you know, how impactful this whole drought was. So young people are rightly so terrified. So the, what most people don't know is that fossil fuels are one big thing, but the other really big contributor to climate change is actually agriculture. And I don't want to be an agriculture basher. You know, the farmers work hard. They're my clients, they're my friends. Um, I work with them. I know how tough they do it. And I know how, uh, what great people they are. I know that how much debt they have, how much they care for their animals and how they love their families. I don't want to bash them, but don't you love that? But, <laughs> but is an awful word, but anyway, um, but the system is pretty broken because all farming, but organic farming and regenerative farming, which I talk about later. All farming is nowadays chemical farming. And I will explain to you what that means for you and what it means for the planet. Uh, let me just tell you now that it is the creating one of the largest carbon dioxide emissions on the planet. And it is creating one of the highest water evaporation on the planet too. And through massive cutting down of forests and trees, we have destroyed the water cycle and the, what we call the small local water cycle. And we literally turning our earth into deserts. Um, 
So my young nurse then said, yeah, I freaked out. When I was at school, I think we all freaked out. And then we gave up. And that is the saddest thing ever. So then they gave up. And what do they do now? You know, get drunk on a weekend, you know, like go and be, have no hope, you know, be sad, give up, bury it, you know, underneath a layer of alcohol or just have parties, you know, whatever we use to um, distract ourselves from this horrible knowledge, you know, that we have actually destroyed the, you know, the planet. And you will know that we've done that, you know, whatever the reasons are, there are multiple reasons, you know, but the reef is dying, the coral is bleaching. Um, the scientists tell us that the carbon dioxide mantle around the earth has thickened and we have heated up. We are seeing the polar bears drowning and we've had heat waves in Siberia and the world, you know, like you, you nearly feel like, oh my God, you know, is the sun going to come up again tomorrow? That's what I felt like when we lived in the drought and you wake up and it's smoke everywhere and it's hot and nothing is like it used to be. And it is really scary, you know, and the more you know about it, the more scary it is, you know, so most people actually choose not to care anymore. There's a human thing in us. When a problem gets too big, then we play dead. Animals do it, you know, and um, beetles do it, play dead, you know, lie on the back. And we, as humans, we do this too, because we, you know, like, and I know that. When a problem is too big, what do you do? You go home, you drink, you... You put the TV on or you make yourself busy and have another whatever, you know, start a new hobby or sleep. And when you still don't know how to fix it, then quite often you do go into depression and into fear. And when fear is there, you can't think anymore. And it's, I think the climate change thing and the coronavirus is in those um, spheres where it is too big for us and you feel really, really helpless. As an individual, you know, I can take the bike instead of the car to go to town. I can use the bus instead of the car. Um, what else? I can put solar panels on, my, on the roof of my house if I have enough money to do so. Um, and then I do my sums and I think, oh yeah, you know, like I can afford it. And then the government changes their rebates and suddenly you can't, you know, so it's risky. It is getting better, you know, but those sort of things are trying to decrease fossil fuels. But the other big thing that's forgotten, and this is why my podcast is about, and that's why there's so much hope, is that agriculture is one of the biggest carbon emitters meaning it releases massive amount of carbon dioxide through its poisoning of whole landscapes. It kills insects, bees and birds. Through deforestation, agriculture destroys the water cycle. Through using chemicals on the earth and on the soil as herbicides and pesticides, well, insecticides, 
they're killing the soil. The runoff goes down the rivers, killing fish and water, fleas and yabbies. That runs into the ocean and creates dead zones like the Gulf of Mexico. And this is now where I want to empower you because that is all conventional agriculture. That's not organic agriculture. Organic agriculture can still be improved. I'm not saying that it's perfect, but it, uh, it's not allowed to use any of those chemicals. So that is the big hope. Panacea. You know, there's not many panaceas on this planet, you know, but how we grow food is one of them. You, and you as a consumer, if you're 20 or 80 years old, man or woman, doesn't matter, you know, you can make that one choice, you know, that you actually choose to buy organic food. And therefore, you know, you know, that you haven't been part of the whole poisoning of the system. And that is the hope that I want to give you. You know, it just has to be enough of us, you know, many of us. And that's why I want to do this podcast because I want to sit here on the kitchen table and I want to tell you guys, you know, like you, you don't know. And that is not your fault because who lives in the country? Nobody knows how food is grown. You drive around and you go, that looks really nice and green. And I drive around nowadays and think, that looks green because of nitrogen fertilizer, which is bad for the planet and bad for you because it's been, you know, treated before with Roundup, bad for the planet, bad for you. You know, like it looks um, spotless, you know, the, the apple that you buy because it's so poisoned that not even a worm can live on it anymore. That's how I look at food. And then I look at the disease that it causes and then I feel really sorry for everybody that's, that's sick. And then I look at the medical system, which treats the symptoms and not where it comes from. You know, it's just like, there is, that's where we grow food and we do it not in a healthy manner. And on the other side is the medical system and treats you know, the, the disease that comes out at the end. Yeah. But doesn't look what happened here. So that's, that's my aim to show you, you know, what happens there and show you that that impact that it has on you is not little, it's everything. And it's easy to change, you know, it's very easy to change, but we'll talk about money, how expensive it is. We'll run a little trial, you know, and see if it is really more expensive. Uh, I want you to become my guinea pigs, you know, I will every week after we had a podcast, I want to tell you one thing that you can change. And then I want you to do that. And then I want you to tell me how much better you feel. It might take two or three weeks, but it's actually relatively fast, you know, that your body will heal. And as I'm a veterinarian, um, feel free to do it to your dogs too, you know, or your cats. Um, they they, I don't know if they've got a better or worse diet than us because most people actually feed their dogs out of bags and think that's a good thing. And this fills me with some fear because a lot of the things that I'm talking about are not double peer reviewed, um, um, proven trials. It's a lot of common sense. It's a lot of my observations. There's a lot of knowledge behind it. 
and um, and I will annoy a lot of big chemical farmers, and I will annoy a lot of uh, even veterinarians, you know, like but people with or in the dog food industry, which is huge. So, however, I can't stand having people around me getting sick and all that suffering and young women giving, born, giving birth to, to kids. And when you believe the statistics, and I see it in this little town, that's true. And then I get, oh, you know, like I get angry. Um, but at the same time, I understand why it is like this. And then I think, yeah, but we gotta, we gotta change it. I just want you to know that. And then we can together start a green revolution. You know, that would be awesome. So with that, um, I think I leave it for now. If you're interested in what I have to say, um, please tune in. My podcast will come out every Tuesday. Um, and I will always tell you a story from the clinic. And then I will make that so easy to understand, you know, how you can change your diet and your health, get back to intrinsic health, which it will happen. You know, like, trust me, <laughs> trust me, I'm a doctor, it's so fun. Um, but it will happen. How you can do that for your pets also. And there are a lot of scientific reasons behind it. Um, I from you know like my knowledge is from biochemistry chemistry physics oh, i wasn't very good at physics you know but all of the sciences are behind me plus 30 years of experience so it's not that i am uh, not believable or that i don't know what i'm talking about you know like i lived on the land now for over 20 years uh, i've got a reasonably good um, knowledge about what happens on farms i've done deep dive into agricultural poisons, uh, insecticides, pesticides, and their impact on human health. Um, and I think I can teach you and help you a lot, you know, when you're desperate, you know, like my nurse, you know, that I talked to today, she's desperate, you know, like she really is. She doesn't know what to do. You know, like her periods are all over the place. You know, her, her body isn't functioning. She's bloated, no energy, you know, like, I don't know how she keeps going, you know, and that's not what life is like, you know, life's default, you know, intrinsically is health. When I make you realize how health is yours to take, you know, I always like to say this, um, this example or, or really to, to make you realize, you know, how healthy you should be. So on your father's side and on your mother's side, both of them were healthy enough to create you. So on your mother's side, her mother and father were healthy enough to make you. So they were not infertile. They didn't have childhood leukemia, which at that stage didn't even really exist, you know. Um, they survived their childhood little diseases, you know, which is, yes, you know, they really, that's where modern medicine advanced heaps and I'm so grateful for that. Um, so your lines on both sides, your ancestors, both sides of your family actually go back 
to the beginning of time, to the first life form that was on earth, wherever it came from and however it was created. When you think about it, none of your ancestors was too sick and too unattractive, which is really funny, you know, uh, attractive enough, healthy enough to find a mate, to procreate, and you are the pinnacle of all of that. Yeah. So health is with you. It has been with you. I think life began as life three point something billion years ago with the first amoeba. And that's where you came from. You developed, your, your genetics developed from the amoeba over you know, multiple cell life forms to whatever, worms, and then eventually um, fish, and then eventually monkeys, and then eventually homo sapiens. And that is you, you know, so that is what we do. That's what our body is absolutely master from, for, for doing that. So trust me, believe in me, believe in intrinsic health, you know, that is with you. You just have to stop poisoning it. You don't even know how you're poisoning it every day. And let me get you back to vibrant, energetic self that can believe in the abundance of health. And at the same time, even if you're not aware, you know, you will save the planet. And this is your big hope. If we change agriculture, which is 50% of the land mass on this planet, is used for agriculture yeah so that 50 percent and then a lot of it is cities and towns you know and then we have got some wild wildlife you know areas or uninhabitable areas like deserts and mountains but most of the land mass where humans are we use for food production and that is your big choice you know you can either have toxic food production or you can have non-toxic and that is the same it's the same, healthy for you, healthy for planet. You know, like we are a part of nature. You are nature through and through, you know, and we'll go into that too. I will tell you about gut bacteria. I will tell you about hormones. I will tell you about your sugar. I will tell you about depression. I will tell you about how the soil life, that the soil is alive, is essential. And it's really interesting. And I promise I will make it really simple. Yeah, so that you understand it. And then you will be like me eventually, you know, where you stand in a shop and you think mm, there's a non-organic egg. And I know what, how that was produced. And beside it is an organic egg. And it might be a couple of dollars more. But my choice will be that one. And you'll be standing in front of a broccoli and you, or sweet corn, you know, like that is like nearly the worst, you know, like and think, mm, that is actually genetically modified. I don't want to buy that, but I go to the organic section, you know, and I buy the organic version of it. And you will know why you do that and why you might spend more money. It's actually not that much more. We'll do some experiments and I'll let you know. I want to show you and really tell you what organic is and uh, want to encourage you to, to save the planet with me. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, I work in the little town of Inverell in Australia. 
in New South Wales. And my clinic is called Gauri Vet Clinic. This podcast is called Body and Soil, or How to Save Yourself and the Planet One Bite at a Time, which is just so true. And I'll tell you all about that. And I hope to see you again, hear you again, um, talk to you again next Tuesday. And I will promise, you know, that I not always talk by myself. You know, I will eventually, when I get all my stuff on the table, I will actually get other people to talk to as well. Um, I will have examples and I will always tell you stories from my life as a vet, uh, which is entertaining because it's a great job. Now, let me just give you one example just to tell you what sort of stories you can get from me. So tonight I had a little uh, Daxi and her puppies are uh, five weeks old and she came in shaking. Um, her heart rate was completely irregular and over 200 beats per minute, which is like nearly double of what it should be. Uh, she couldn't stand up anymore. She was distressed, she was panting and her body temperature was about 41 degrees. Um, so little Mocha, comes in and as a vet, you pretty much know what's wrong with them, you know, but I ran a blood sample nevertheless, and it turned out that nothing else wrong, but one mineral is missing. Calcium, she has got milk fever. Uh, so she, she has puppies and lots of puppies and they suck her milk and in the milk, as you all know, is a lot of calcium and her own body was running out of calcium. And uh, so, that one mineral that was missing had all these different symptoms. Shaking, irregular heart rate, really fast heart rate, pale gums, bloated stomach, uh, couldn't pee, um, collapsed, couldn't walk, hot well, fever, you know, we had that already, um, and really frightened, you know, like, like the you know, her face expressions like, oh, you know, like, oh, what is happening to me? You know, like really, <coughs> really like schizophrenic. Um, so we put a catheter into her arm and then put her on an ECG to monitor her, confirmed that her calcium was low. It was 1.6 and it should be, you know, at least double that. And we started injecting calcium very slowly, you know, it took about an hour, but we injected calcium so that, and then the more we did that, the more her heart rate went even. Sooner or later, she started vomiting because her stomach you know, movement came back. Um, then her bowel movement would start again and the ECG would get, her heart rate would get slower and slower and more and more regular. And she calmed down, she stopped shaking, her body temperature went back to normal. Um, so after an hour, we sent her home and she is just as normal. So my, the, the two things that this always brings to my mind is like one mineral, one of many, there's many minerals, I think about 15, you know, that we need. One mineral is missing, in this case, calcium. And the body can't function. Most minerals have got more than one reason you know, to, to be like magnesium has got lots of functions. Selenium has, I think over whatever, 80 or a hundred to talk about that one, one day. Magnesium is in 300 different body functions. Zinc 
um, fatty acids, sulfur, and so forth, you know, iron. You miss one of them and your body will die. And that is what I will talk about, you know, where did the minerals go? Where did the vitamins go? What happened to our proteins? What is happening? And then you will understand, like I do, you know, why health is actually um, not happening nowadays in most people. Yeah. So then, and how, how so much we don't know, you know, like I've done medicine for 30 odd years. I could not create a food with exactly the right mineral balance, you know, in the right form to be absorbed. We have to trust that food is doing that for us. And if it's not, you know, then we would never get it right. So be inspired. There is so much hope. And it is so easy. And we can turn this around so fast. Uh, click in, tell your friends. Um, for me, this is a big step because believe it or not, I am relatively shy, you know, in, in putting this out there. Uh, this has taken me a long time to, of learning, thinking, preparing, and having the courage to do so. Um, but I got to, because I think I know more than most people about this, because it's my passion and it's what, I've, what I'm doing and what I've done for a long time. So please, please, Tuesdays, click in, share your friends, and uh, see you again at the Body and Soul podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Body and Soul podcast. You've been enjoying this conversation with me, Dr. Gundi Rhodes. Thanks for loving this podcast. Please subscribe on YouTube to stay up to date on all of our upcoming episodes. Your subscription to the Body and Soul podcast is a vote for hope, a hope for healthy humans and a truly healthy planet. It demonstrates that we have faith. Subscribe for more episodes designed to help you save yourself and the planet from your kitchen table with me.